This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It was always going to go one of two ways last weekend when the Stags went to the league's bottom side. Either they'd shake and slip on the banana skin, or they'd hit their stride and come away with three points in a professional display. Short to McLaughlin, in it comes, pushed away by the keeper, it's right through the back post, the Stags have turned it in. Barry does well in the challenge, Jordan Barry coming forward, Barry shoots from distance, pulled away by the keeper towards Aikens, McLaughlin will turn it in to the empty net on 31 minutes, Mansfield double their lead. Quinn, first time in for McLaughlin, good from Mansfield, man on his shoulder, McLaughlin, but does well to turn, finds Sturk, 40 from goal, Sturk coming forward on the edge of the box, looks to roll it in for Aikens, Sturk still going forward, it's right, Sturk, it's three for Maxfield. It's Ryan Sturk who rolled it under the knee. The goalkeeper, Rory Watson. Stephen Quinn has hit the post for the Stags and Maxfield have gone 4-0 up. Stephen Quinn ran forward, hit the ball, it hit Ricocheted off the post. And I think it took a touch up the Scunthorpe man on the way in. And after 22 seconds of the second half, it's Scunthorpe United nil, Mansfield Town 4. It could have been a lot more than four as well as Danny Johnson hit the side netting and broke the stanchion, which led to a another stoppage in play there was tennis balls flying on the pitches there was nuns dancing in the stands it was an away game to remember but more importantly it keeps Mansfield Town well within the promotion hunt ahead of a very big Easter weekend results elsewhere still mean that the Stags are three points behind third place Port Vale but they have that all important game in hand it's just a shame that a few more goals didn't fly in at Scunthorpe as that goal difference between the Stags and Vale is very, very vast indeed in the Valiant's favour. The victory, though, did put a little bit of breathing space between the Stags and those teams chasing. There's now a two-point cushion between Stags in fourth and those teams in and around them, including Northampton and Bristol Rovers. Tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast, we'll take a look at the league standings and have a little look in more depth at that running. According to my calculations, I make it all the way down to Hartlepool in 13th, who could still make the playoffs with the remaining games in League Two. We'll take a look at the running, we'll reflect on that game at Scunthorpe and look ahead to a big Easter weekend. Starting off on Good Friday, 
when Mansfield welcomed Sutton United to Wancourt Stadium, a Sutton United side who are still very much playoff contenders. However, they have an Easter weekend where they take on two of the sides in and around them, including a trip to the Stags and a home game against Newport. It's not about Sutton United though, it's not about Port Vale, it's not even about Northampton, Bristol Rovers or any of the other sides that are in and around Mansfield Town. It's all about the Stags. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. As always, get involved in the comments and have your say on your team. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. And if you need more proof of that, I didn't even need a ticket for Salford City, yet still stood in the queue for two hours and 17 minutes early today to make sure that Clive and Cam got their tickets. How good a friend am I? God, they owe me a Nando's. Not all heroes wear capes, that's all I'm saying. Hello, good evening, welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the show for the fans, by the fans. Hope you're all doing well on this Tuesday night. Thanks so much for joining us again. A fantastic end to the season. It is shaping up to be. As always, get your comments in the live feed now and have your say on your team. Joining joining me even to talk all things Mansfield Town, the man who... uh, Thinks a change is as good as a rest. He's been moved positions. It's Mr. Alan Wilson. He's back. How are you, my friend? I'm very well. Thank you, Craig. Good evening, Craig, and good evening, everybody. And also the man who, one of two, that I stood in the queue for two hours and 17 minutes for, it's Clive Parking. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Craig. I think I've already thanked you three or four times, but I'll do it on air. You're a great guy. There's nobody to match you. You are wonderful. I'll chip in towards Hernando's. There we go. There we go. That's 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 the kind of friendship we need here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. And you can tell we've won a game again and Hollyoaks isn't on because he's here. Cam Bolton's in the house. Anybody else hear that violin? <laughs> no? Anybody else hear that? No? Okay. I mean, I, I don't want I mean, I don't want to, like, you know, kill your vibe or anything, mate, but I still have your tickets. Yes, you might have sent me the money, but I still have possession of said tickets. And we're going to be spending a couple of days together (laughs) this weekend. So I would probably be nice to me rather than, you know, try and, you know, make a gag. Just because you're back and, you know, you're not watching Hollyoaks for once, I'd, I'd probably be nice. Anyway, as always, good evening to you all. Get involved in the comments now and have your say um, on your team. Where shall we start? I know where we'll start. Let's start with a 4-0 win away at Scunthorpe United on Saturday (laughs) afternoon. And uh, Cam, to be fair, Nigel Clough was saying there was no absolute givens in this league. And the first two minutes where Scunthorpe could have gone 1-2-0 or up, it was absolutely spot on, wasn't he? Who are you talking to? (laughs) I was talking to Cam. Cam. He's disappeared. It's Cam gone into it's froze. It's froze. So I'll I'll put it to Alan. We were, we, you know, we were great start. Oh, there he's gone now. <laughs> Maybe I've killed him off with the Hollyoaks comment. Um, you know, Nigel Clough did say Alan that there were, there's no gimmies in the league, and the first couple of minutes certainly showed it. It was an interesting start, wasn't it? It certainly was. You know, that first what two minutes, two three minutes that uh, the centre forward number nine, whatever his name was, headed just by the post, and they was on the front foot for the first few minutes. But Mansell gradually came back into the game, and I think we're we're the winners in the end. But uh, you know, it, it's a shame, like you said at the start of the program, it wasn't a few more. But four's better than three, so we just keep going onwards and upwards. 
Yeah, onwards and upwards uh, indeed. I think uh, the big thing, Clive, was to, you know, to, to sort of be patient and wait for the goal to come because you sort of sensed as soon as it did come that that would be it for, for Mansfield. It's just a shame, uh, given goal differences, that it couldn't have been a couple more. Yeah, I mean, apart from the mistake by Hewitt, which allowed their guy to have a header, which he should have done better with, they didn't make any mistakes for the rest of the game. I thought the uh, the team was very competent against a admittedly poor side. Um, they're in deep trouble. I mean, that, if that's the best they can put out, and it is because we know they've got a crisis there, they're going to struggle in the league below, never mind in this one. So I, I really wish them well because I hate to see local clubs disappearing down the chute. Um, but, you know, we've been there. We know what it's like. But um, I thought uh, Mr Clough was a bit disingenuous when he said the half-time score of 3-0 was a bit flattering. I don't think it was, actually. I think we could have had five or six and maybe should have done. Um, yeah, we- but, you know, I'll settle for four nils any time. And, and it's a clean sheet, which is always a, a bonus. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy with four nil. I think if we'd have ended up with eight nil, it would have been rubbing the faces in it a little bit. Yeah, sometimes at some points though, you you can't afford to uh, be too kind and too considerate. That's uh, talking to me in kind and considerate. I've let Cam back in. Can you? Right, right. Are you there, Cameron? <laughs> Hello, calling Cameron. Calling Cameron. I don't know what's happening tonight. Um, I can see Alan and Clive are working perfectly fine, but your audio is working, but your video isn't working properly. Uh, that's just I don't know what's everyone else, but it's look, technical look, gremlins. I yeah. think you're getting feedback of, of, from the sparks on your nylon shirts hanging up behind you. It's very it's probably true, to be fair. I mean, it's student. He's, he's a student. He's just not paid his internet bill, obviously. So uh, there <laughs> we go. There we go. Rude. Uh, right, come on. Let's uh, let's get serious though, Cam. A four-nil <laughs> on uh, Saturday afternoon, and you know, I just hope that Nigel Clough doesn't sort of look back and uh, regret it being more because at this time of the season, with the league table being so tight, goal difference is going to have a massive say out, I think. Yeah, well, um, one big bugbear for us this season is the fact that our goal difference has been very poor compared to everybody else's. And and now we're starting to, to claw that back a bit. I think you look in the horizon, there's definitely at least two more games where you're thinking, right, we need to really get some more goals, get that goal difference further up. There's, there's going to be some tough games um, between now and the end of the season. But um, I think it gives us confidence. I don't think we're too... I don't think we should be worried about the goals that we scored. It was good to finally absolutely batter someone. Yes, some should have gone one up inside this minute, but we, we kept them quite... For the rest of the game, yes, we were a bit, but other than that, it's it was. We, we weren't slow starting in the second half, Cam, were we? No, oh, I, no even I missed it. <laughs> I was list. I was um, Saturday night after midnight. The full match goes up on iFollow, and I was listening to the. I, I quite enjoy listening to the opposition commentary, and they were. Through BBC Radio Humberside, they were still talking about the the rugby game because it was still half time. And next thing, they cut back, and by the time they'd already cut back, Quinn had only just shot, so they missed, nearly missed it. It's just caught a lot of people out there. Yeah, I mean, means uh, obviously I had Stuart Watkins with me. Um, remember, twenty second of April, One Course Stadium. Get your tickets now. Link in the description. Um, and we were sort of talking about uh, you know coming back from half time, and obviously it was uh, Ivan Hollett's funeral. 
um, today. And we were sort of reminiscing over Ivan a little bit. And uh, all of a sudden, we sort of looked up and the players were not only ready to start the second half, they had started the second half. And by the time we could finish the sentence and I could sort of to try and form something, Quinn had already let one rip. So, uh, yeah, he certainly caught many of people. So I'm glad to hear that it wasn't just me that... Uh, very nearly missed it, but uh, there were many Stags fans in the uh, in the queue at the kiosk or in the, in the lavatory when that went in. I can imagine. I can imagine. We'll come on to uh, some of the comments uh, in a minute, but there's one thing which Cam mentioned uh, uh, in there, Alan, about um, about sort of uh, being dominant and and smashing someone. For me, I don't think we were. I don't. I don't think we were dominant. I don't think we were as good as what we could have been. Yes, we score four goals. Yes, we. You know, we get a comfortable win, but we were very, very sloppy at times. And, you know, that does uh, worry me a little bit. And uh, I think any against a better standard side, it might have been a bit more of a, a difficult game. And uh, I just uh, I just, I just, just don't want us to sort of look back on that and go, it was a, a hammering because had Mansfield played to their full potential, it would have been a hammering. But for me, it was just a, a, a what's the word, a professional. In fact, I said it to Nigel Clough after I went, it's not much of a hammering, it's more of it's. It's more of a professional job, and he uh, he agreed on that. We we could have been a lot sharper. Yeah, I had to laugh on Saturday because there were two things that uh, made me smile. Well, one thing Saturday made me smile, and one thing today when I heard about it. First, when the first own goal went in, I thought straight away of Clive, you know, and they got three three nil. I thought, hey, if they get one and Clive gets six, and you'd said about the double points, I thought Clive could be in for some. Uh, Big points here. But the second thing that made me laugh today, well, made me smile a little bit, is what uh, Stephen Quinn said about he got they all got a rocket at half-time. It's mm. not not very often you get a rocket, is it, when you're 3-0 up? But fair play to Nigel because they weren't playing the best football. Now, whether that's because, you know, it was a like slightly different team, you know, it were a bit in here and there. You know, there were p- people missing that would normally have played. But, uh, you know, they certainly missed outs, I think. But, uh, you know, 4 nils better than, like I said before, it's better than three. But Quinn did say that they got a rocket and uh, it certainly came out blasting in the second half with a razor. <laughs> and rightly so, Clive, as well, because I think we sort of touched upon it there. Yes, a 4 nil scoreline on paper looks like a thrashing, but we weren't at our best and we weren't finishing off our chances and uh, well, we needed to come out and be a little bit more ruthless. We didn't have a pure striker on the field. I think that's the thing. And had yeah. we got a fit Oates, it might have been a, a massacre. We, uh, as it was, I thought Danny was a little unlucky with his shot that with the goalkeeper did ever so well to, to save. Um, on another <laughs> day, that would have gone in. Mm. But um, you can only play what's in front of you. And yeah. that tends to bring the level down a little bit. Mm. And credit to them, they, they never stopped. But you look at the squad numbers in their side, it's clear they were scratching the bottom of the barrel for players. And in fact, I understand they brought one of their lone players back from Cleethorpe's town and gave his debut. Yeah, they did. Which, you know, says an awful lot. I have a lot of sympathy for the plight of the manager and the players. Obviously, the club's been very, very badly dealt with by its owners. And I feel really sorry for the fans. They've done nothing to deserve this. And whilst I don't applaud anybody running on the pitch or throwing tennis balls, that's... You know that was a very modest way of displaying uh, their anger at the situation. Yeah, it could have and full marks to the groundsman, by the way. He got a lot yeah. of stick from the fans, but he he sucked it in and enjoyed it. Yeah, he certainly got his moment in the limelight. Let's uh, delve yeah. into some of the comments uh, then tonight. Uh, keep them coming in. Have your say on your team. As always, we might gloss over a few which are very similar, but so uh, we'll do our yeah. best to get through as many as we can. Stags chat kicks us off and says. 
Final match will be exciting for all Stags fans and me personally. Cannot wait for each match uh, to come around. We were begging for a big win to keep us going and Scunthorpe uh, was it. Uh, Ashley says definitely going down to the last game of the season. Yeah, we're going to um, touch upon the running uh, a little bit later on. Um, being jobless now, I've uh, had a bit more time to have a little look at the uh, the fixtures and uh, have a little look at who's playing who, etc. Who's got a game in hand when, so we'll go through a little bit of that um, later on. Uh, the Mansfield says it's all to play for. Uh, this is turning into a, uh, a season that has had it all. Injuries, suspensions, dropping down the table and springing back up. Let's hope we finish it with promotion. Come on, you stags. Uh, Craig says, what a great day. Atmosphere outstanding. Stags win 4-0 and got a few pints owed uh, for being at the ground uh, for three hours this morning getting Salford tickets. Yeah, absolutely. There was a fair few uh, there this morning. Had a lot of chat with the... Uh, uh, those who were around me in the queue, I mean, we were together for like two hours. I mean, I think we were having a little reunion party in 10 years' time and uh, <laughs> going back and uh, celebrating the day. But uh, yeah, it was a good atmosphere down there this morning in the pouring rain. And uh, well done to everybody who uh, stuck it out in the queue for Salford tickets. Um, yeah, I'll come on to some of those conversations uh, a little bit later on, but there's certainly a good feeling in the air, which is really, really um really really good to see and uh yeah it was a great away day no nathan with us as you'll notice uh, tonight i believe he is watching he's uh, been a little bit ill of late he was in the queue this morning having stood outside for two hours in the rain i'm sure he's got he's tucked himself back in bed with a, a green tea but he was doing an alan wilson impression uh, on the the group chat earlier he was very very croaky as well so we wish him uh, a speedy recovery but i've got a sneaking feeling that he'll be fine tomorrow afternoon i'm not going to say the time uh when the uh when uh, when when we frequent a certain chicken shop, so uh, I got medicinal a feeling you might Nando's. That's what it is, medicinal. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Um, final matches are going to be exciting, says Stags Chat. But personally, I can't wait for each match to come around. Uh, our run and form has been fantastic. Uh, Scott says, "How are we not selling out in home games in the position we are in? Looks as if Friday uh, might have been close. So Alan needs to get uh, us fans going." before kickoff yeah of course friday's home game with sutton united if you've missed it in the last um half an hour or so has been made uh, an all ticket affair so if you're thinking about going on good friday you need to get yourself um either down to one core stadium or get yourself on uh, the stags ticket website to uh, to get your ticket and uh, i'm sure crowds will certainly be up there and again alan it just shows doesn't it how the the tension and the atmosphere is building to uh, to go and uh, to, to make the, to make that decision to make it all ticket and to make sure that everybody's sort of uh, enjoying it and getting the, as many people through the turnstiles as possible. That's it. They just want to get the, as many people there as they can, don't they? You know, because if they make it all ticket, you know, I just feel sorry for the people that, you know, like uh, other people are at work and they can't get tickets. And, you know, they may not be able to get on Friday through either work or, you know, other commitments. But, you know, everybody who can get a ticket, I'm sure will. Mm -hmm. And it will be a really good atmosphere on Friday. And uh, let's hope uh, we hear some very good singing from Q Block, Quarry Lane and the lower West uh, Stand as well. Well, the old West Stand as well. It's Ian Greaves Stand now, obviously. Yeah, I'm sure we'll all be singing and rocking. I think this is a real key point, Cam, now to uh, to use Friday as a springboard. Obviously, the Easter weekend fixtures are going to be huge for us anyway. But in terms of getting the fans in on the back of that 4-0 win, um, getting the, the, that little vibe going, getting that tension built up a little bit more. I think 
that's that's what we need. So there's a little bit of added pressure for me on the players come Saturday, come Friday afternoon to uh, to come out and respond because if we can play to to the energy of the supporters, I think it's going to set us up for a real big finish, especially when you consider the three um, out of the last four games at the end of the season are, of course, on home turf. Yeah, I was going to say not including um, not including A and B blocks in the. Uh, Quarry Lane end, there's 842 tickets left available for Friday's game. That's on the on, on the online sales only though, isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> yes, but that goes off of the when I think the ticket sales go through on the... Yeah, the t- when the ticket sales are done in the club <laughs> shop, it still refresh the website and it takes them tickets yeah. off availability. The only ones that you can't buy online are the family tickets, which are A and B. Mm. So I can't, you can't really take, but they sell quite good anyway. But either way, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. It's going to be a, a crowd. It's really, really annoying that we've got such a way end though, for me personally, because other than the odd few, hardly anyone ever fills that stand. So a team like Sutton might bring, maybe because it's bank holiday, they might bring two, 300, if that. It's the only downside <coughs> for me. It's, it's difficult, Cam, isn't it? Because the stand is one is one unit. There's only one yeah. set of entrances to it. Mm. Uh, other clubs have the luxury of being able to carve their stand into one or two sections uh, and still segregate people. Um, and we don't have that, and it's not going to change in a hurry. Um, I mean, we are going to get the occasional um, small team, and I use the words loosely, that will only bring a modest number of fans. And Sutton, under any circumstances... Are one of those teams. I think it might be near a four hundred this time, but even even so, it's you, to take your point. It's a waste of a thousand seats. Mm. Uh, it's a, it is a real shame as well because you know there is nowhere separate for them to go, and I think this is where uh, it, it's so difficult to try and come up with a solution because there quite simply isn't one. Um, I know at nighttime games sometimes in in the past when clubs haven't been bringing many fans or it's not been anticipated there's been you know the the, the block in the bottom of the west lower the Greaves lower that's uh, used for football in the community um tickets that's sort of been uh, blocked out Akron but then that actually used that, it before yeah but then that actually takes off the bottom right side of the west stands concourses and toilets so then you've got all the other blocks, you know, you can segregate the fans and and whatever, but then you've got to use all the other blocks. Which it just doesn't work logistically. So it's, uh, I'm does sure this it's one which Chart might be thinking of in in future. Does this give us a reason to do the Bishop Street stand up? There's always a reason for doing the Bishop Street side of the ground, whether it's a stand or Stick a terrace. All in there. Um, it's not as easy as you might imagine. I mean, Correct. just taking the old structure down will be quite expensive. Mm. Then you've got to make the terracing fit for purpose, whether you put seats on it or not, whether it's standing or, or whatever. And then the biggest problem is access. Mm. And, you know, I can imagine they might be able to do it from the the um, North Stand alleyway there through where the floodlight is at the moment, past the old toilets. But that's got to be ha- that's got to be made to happen. And, of course, if people are being allowed in there, they've got to have facilities as well. They've got to be a lavatory for, for them and there's got to be somewhere they can buy a a book a, a burger or whatever so i think it's never going to be that easy much as, as fans we know all the solutions are there uh, promotion will, will actually nudge that nearer to happening I think. yeah yeah and certainly the more six thousand plus 
attendance as we get on a regular basis is going to make it worthwhile. Yeah, we've got to, it's getting the sustainability now, isn't it? Getting that uh, that level there for those things to happen. But I, I'm very sure, Alan, that uh, David Sharp will be aware of all these things. He'll be listening into these conversations, um, you know, reading forums online, reading people's posts and taking these into consideration. Because like you said, at the, you know, at the, uh, the evening uh, a few months back, you know, these things aren't, haven't escaped his notice but it is a very long process which is almost frustrating when uh, you know you could easily sell an extra thousand tickets for home fans on on Friday but you just can't because it's not an, a quick fix you can't just click your fingers and make it happen it's not like it's not football stadium uh, simulator is it it's it's real life no it, it did say in the uh, uh, with the night that we went to with him and Nigel it did say you know it things like that take as as long as 18 months you know, to get sorted and get right and get the money in place and whatever. But he is aware of the fact, is aware of the sound system, is aware of the, you know, every little problem that seems to be creeping up, you know, because we've not been in this position too many times, have we? So is I'm sure he's on the ball and I think, I think we'll, uh, things will get sorted. Sooner or yeah, later, poor the investment during the Haslam era is going to catch up with us, and it's starting to. I mean, you mentioned the sound system. The ticketing system is not good enough. Um, and, and I don't think hospitality for the ordinary fans is as good as it should be either. But they don't happen overnight, and it's not. there's no easy solution. No, there's certainly not. I, I'm a, I'm a, I know, Clive, you mentioned it a few times. I'm a massive uh, advocate of that idea of having sort of a, a more structured sort of fans forum sort of discussion group which the club can uh, liaise with but again it's these long-term things let's go back to some more of your comments uh, mark says mansfield matters virgin here thanks for joining us thanks for letting us pop your mansfield matters cherry if you will uh, why all the negativity on facebook we need to get behind the team whatever happens let's get out of this division with great support i'll be cheering on every home game um, as I check us out first, yeah, absolutely. It's because uh, we're all bloody fickle. That's what it is. Well, there is that. There is. I think there's a there's a desperation, isn't there? There's a, a and it's part and parcel of football supporting that. Oh, why couldn't it have been six now? Well, you know, or oh, Aikens isn't pulling his weight or whatever. There's so many different, you know, permutations and things, and everyone's got their own opinions. But do you know what? Do you know what? What I like most about that, Clive, it's the fact that that is what makes being a football supporter. That's what it's all about, isn't it? It is. There's all. I mean, we presently have six thousand managers, don't we? And uh, you know, they all know better than the guy who's paid a, a good salary to do it. Um, mm. I can't ignore them. That's my problem. When I read stuff online, I feel obligated to respond to it. And I shouldn't do. <laughs> you know, I just think there's an awful lot of... Uh, you've used... Cam used the word fickle. I just don't know. Some people are either 100% or zero. They don't, there's no... It's either black or white. There's no grey for some people. They don't have a balance. And I shouldn't respond. I really shouldn't. I'm gonna, I think you should change your name to Clive the Nibbler Parking. I think that might be more of a... <laughs> an apt name for, for you of late. Uh, let's go back to some more comments. Let's turn things uh, back to the football inside of things. Alan Ellen on YouTube says, it's very worrying that McLaughlin and Oates are both injured. Playing without them makes it much harder to get the three points with them being key players. Um, I'd say more Oates than McLaughlin, in my personal opinion. Um, McLaughlin, he, he's, he's not fully injured. He's, he, I think Nigel Clough has sort of said today, it's, it's not a a full-on injury, might struggle for Friday, but should be okay for Monday. It's just about managing it. And I think we've got players, especially with Perch back now and playing, that can sort of cover in those areas and we can, 
we're, we're all right down that side. But Oates is a big, big worry. And uh, there was an interesting post on his Instagram uh, the other week before the, the Scunthorpe game. And I just hope that it doesn't mean his season is done. Yeah. I, I, I hope even if, all right, if he misses the Easter weekend games, if we can get him back for the last four or even the last three, that could be the difference. And I think now it's all about Nigel Clough just sort of managing that a little bit. And he's got to find the, the right balance now between protecting his players for potential playoffs and potential run-ins and actually going for it. He's got to find that right balance because if we go for it now um, we're at this point and then we lose we lose him for the rest of the season, aka the playoffs, it makes it much harder for us. But then vice versa, if we don't play him, we're going to miss him. We might, we might fall out. So Nigel Clough has got a real, real tough job at the moment on his hands. And that's where you know the squad comes in, isn't it? You know, every every squad person, mm. like Quinny said on his I follow interview today, every squad person has mm. his job to do. But it is slightly worrying for me because Macca seems to be getting these niggles quite regular. You know, when he's got either a pull or a strain or whatever, because I thought he played with the sound of it, he played extremely well on Saturday until he went off. Apparently, he was one of the best players. So, uh, it is slightly worrying with Macca, but like you said, we've got James Perch who can fill in quite admirably there. There's no problem. And I thought Rawson did well as well by the sound of it on Saturday. He did. Yeah, I think it says it all about uh, the McLaughlin thing, whereas I think, you know, if Lapsley had not been suspended and we maybe mm. had, had one more fit, I think McLaughlin would have been rested anyway because Perch yeah. slotted in at left-back. I mean, I saw the team and I immediately thought, oh, we're going to change system here and maybe try and push forward. But we didn't. Perch slots in at left-back, does a really, really good job. Um, all right, they've not got a lot going forward, to be fair to them. But, uh, yeah, I thought we, we coached very well and I think we'll, we'll, do, we'll do similar because the way we play... Um, at home against uh, Sutton. I think Carlisle will be the uh, the interesting one um, to, to have a look at. But uh, yeah, let's talk Stephen Quinn a little bit, Cam, because uh, in his iFollow interview today, he was, you know, Nigel Clough was praising of him after the game on, on Saturday uh, and sort of Quinn sort of said, I'm driven on actually by missing those six games through suspension. I, I knew I did wrong and I want to get this, this club over the line. So uh, it'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, it's, it's good to have that energy and that enthusiasm there. And he's got the, the brain of a 36-year-old footballer, all that experience, but, but he's also got the heart, the legs, the fitness, the pace of someone half his age, which is, uh, it's, that's, that's crazy, isn't it? It is. Um, I was saying to my dad, on the way home uh, after the game on Saturday, if it wasn't for that six-match ban, I'd have probably said Quinn was my player of the season. But, um, yeah, I think he has used it to drive him on. I think I think he's got as much passion as anyone. I think he's probably got the most passionate of the entire club. I don't know whether that's just because he enjoys being at Mansfield. I don't know whether it's because he enjoys the fans, the atmosphere, or because it's because it's Clough, it could just be because it's a manager that he's along with and he likes. But he's just so positive. And I think as much as some people might take it as a negative, it was, um, I can't remember who we argued with, one at coaching staff on the touchline at one of the home games quite a while ago. Yeah, gone. gone. But um, it's just that anger and the fire. And yes, that anger can sometimes boil over, hence the Harrogate game. But listen, we all we all, we both know why that anger and that passion is there, and it's 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 obvious. 
Is it? It should, it should be. It's some, something to do with the colour of one's hair, I believe. Correct. Correct. I didn't want to I'll, say I'll it. say this. I mean, he is worthy of consideration for man of the season anyway, even though he missed those six games. His recent contribution to the side's not gone unnoticed. Hmm. And I think he makes Macker a better player as well. He does, um, yeah. And I think... Um, we, but to pick up on an earlier point, we have got a squad that's versatile and there's some good players who can't get into the first 11. So... We shouldn't be fearful of not having our key, one or two key players available. Mm. And if that means they come back a bit further down, refresh, that's a good thing. Um, and I, I hope we're not in the playoffs, but every instinct I've got says we need to be prepared for it. So any holidays you're thinking of taking in June, forget about them. Yeah, make sure you cancel them. <laughs> yeah, so I think we uh, it'd be delightful if we can get to the last game of the season having secured the third place. Uh, everybody can relax then, but it's going to be tough. My mate Wilson has just popped up and said, Quinn, player of the season. Nice to see you back on English soil. I hope the suntan is uh, treating you well and uh, I hope you've been through duty-free. Otherwise, uh, you know, might not have to have you alongside us on front. No, you'll be there, mate. I'm looking forward to having you back alongside me on comms uh, for the rest of the season. He also says a big six games uh, to go indeed. Uh, we'll delve into that in a little bit more uh, later. I just want to come back to a couple of these comments. Um Let's go for this one from Paul first. Just want to say a mass, uh, the result at the weekend cheered me up after having a week of COVID. So thank you, Stags. Also, the ticketing situation can't be helped when there's only two ladies behind the window. Uh, they're just trying their best. Also, just want to say as well, it'll be interesting when it comes to the vote for the player of the season of who's going uh, to get it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Nathan says, uh, we have enough versatility versatility in the squad to cover but Oates threat of running at defences is a miss I thought that's where Johnson did quite well on uh, on Saturday when he came on Clive he showed glimpses of um, what he could do all that was missing from him was a goal but uh, you know it's nice to know that there is a player that can run through and sort of play a similar role not as effective as Oates but a similar role playing off that um, that midfield running into space and and running at uh, running at defences yeah, and I'm surprised uh, that he wasn't started against uh, Scunthorpe. I thought it was it was a game made for him. Um, but you know, Clough has his own ways of looking at these things, and it we didn't it, we didn't miss him in the first half clearly. So I, I, yes, I think he needs. It's like uh, Aikins; he needs a little bit of luck now. I think to, to, to give himself an end product. Yeah, he certainly does, and. Uh... I think that's one thing we were talking about a little bit in the queue today, Alan, about Lucas Aikens, because people are going, he's sort of turned into the online scapegoat at the minute, that he's not scoring goals, that he's not good enough and things like that. But he's not the type of player that's going to come in and replace Riso. He's not the type of player that's going to come in and score 10 goals. He's the type of player that will come in, be physical. You saw it against the Scunthorpe defenders, all right, that some of them are young lads, but you see it every week when he plays, he's physical. He drops into pockets, he holds things up, he spins lovely little balls around the corner, really cuts uh, players open and, and players feed off him. And do you know what? I don't think this has happened yet. I mean, I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I've seen Oates partnered with him yet. And I would love to see that because imagine Aikens dropping in deep to get a ball from midfield, spinning one around the corner for Oates. Oates runs onto it, bang, 1-0. And repeat. 
And he, he also uh, drops down defensively. His defensive duties are second to none as well, same as Barry in mm. that respect. They both do a really good job. But his hold-up play is as good as anybody else in the team. Sometimes his passing's not quite there. I must say that, you know, different to Barry. Barry does seem to hold the ball up better uh, as well as Aikens. But his passing seems... But that will come. I just think he needs a goal. And I think it is obviously being put in the team for a reason. Nigel Clough has seen something perhaps that we haven't just yet, you know, through years and years of playing with the lads. So, you know, just it can only come good, I think. What I like about Lucas Aikens is you can fire any old ball at him. It can be shoulder high or whatever, and he'll find a way of controlling it. And, uh, you know, that's useful because it gives the team time to shape up. It gives options. And he's always dragging at least one defender with him wherever he goes. Mm. And that's making space for other people. And I think that he doesn't gain enough credit for that. And neither did Bowery early in the season, if you think about it. He was, he was, if you like, the popular whipping stick at the time. And I think... We, we have to have one, I guess, and uh, I just think it's unfair. But while while they're having a go at him, they're, they're shouting good things at everybody else, I suppose. I think you, you sort of saw, actually, what Aikens could do in uh, McLaughlin's goal, actually, on Saturday, because the, yeah. the keeper saves it, and everyone's sort of following Aikens, looking at him sort of uh, running in, and it leaves a massive gap for McLaughlin, and he gets a simple tap-in. So, And again, I think similar to Stirk's goal, he's took one or two defenders away, which allows Stirk to... Chase yeah. onto the ball and uh, and get on the end of it, which um, you can't really underestimate that uh, that quality. To be fair, so uh, uh, let's delve in a little bit to the uh, the running. Then I want to do a bit of a uh, a snap poll um, with you guys on uh, this season because obviously Nigel Clough has been talking about it a little bit uh, today in terms of the remainder of the season. Six big games to go, um, as we say. League table is ever ever so tight. It's uh, it's one of the tightest that I think I've seen for for a long, long time, especially in the round, uh, the playoffs. Let's give you a reminder of how it stands uh, at the moment after um, the round of fixtures on Saturday. So Forest Green still top; they're on, they're on seventy nine points. Um, you know, everyone's it's theirs to lose now, isn't it? Extra chasing them down on seventy four, but uh, very much Forest Greens to to lose. Extra in second, as we say. Port Vale then in third, and for me. Even though they're only two points behind uh, Exeter in second, it's third place where we should be focusing uh, all our energies uh, on now and getting in there because we're well capable uh, of doing it. Um, obviously, we've played uh, one game less than Port Vale, which means we've got a vital game in hand. We're only three points behind them um, as well. Um, Northampton and Bristol Rovers in fifth and sixth, respectively, on 67 points, and Newport in seventh on uh, 66. Just outside the playoffs, Salford in eighth, Tranmere in ninth, both on 65. Sutton, who we play on Friday, in tenth on 64. Swindon then in 11th on 62. And mathematically, due to the games they've got left, both Crawley and Hartlepool still could get into the playoffs um, if there was a massive result swing. And you never know, stranger things have happened, but. Uh, what I want to um, come up on, come on to, is where our expectations should be, because we are fully capable of getting into that third place spot, but we've been burnt by that before by needing one point on the final day or one point in the in the final three. Do we need to make sure this time around? And I'm going to put this question to all of you. I'm going to start with Alan then go to Cam and then go to Clive. Do we need to uh, ensure this time around that we are fully focused as a mindset on 
if we don't get the top three, if we don't get that third place spot, that it isn't over. That we it is still ours to to go and to go and win. Yeah, I think Nigel will keep them uh, grounded anyway, uh, Craig. To be fair, but on uh, that uh, point that you're making, I just think, like I've said before in the podcast, two, three, four weeks ago, even the last f- uh, four of the last six games are at home. And that's very, very beneficial to us because if we can get 12 points, which there's no reason why we can't with the run that we've been going on, that takes does that take us to 81? I do believe it's somewhere Don't like... Don't ask me to do maths, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I think... It's, have we got 69 now? 69 at the minute, yeah. Yeah, and if we win the four games, obviously 69 plus 12 is 81. And if we can get anything from Carlisle, which could be a bit, you know, they've just had a bit of a resurgence, haven't they? But if we can get a decent score anywhere else, you know, it might just, it'll put the pressure on Exeter because they've got Bristol Rovers to play. I think they've got Tranmere Mm. to play. And it's not just an easy running for any of the teams. I mean, like us, we've got Forest Green the last match of the season. But I think Nigel will keep them grounded. And we know it's a, you know, a cliche, but it'll be one game at a time. And whatever happens from that game will transfer onto the next game. And, you know, we concentrate on what we do. Never mind anybody else, whether we finish fourth, third, seventh or wherever. We concentrate on our game. Let everybody else take care of itself. Cam? I know I fully understand what Alan's saying, but I suppose knowing that we have got this game over Port Vale, plus the teams that they've got to play... Surely it gives us a little bit of optimism because they've got some really, really difficult games. They've got a very tough Easter uh, weekend, which I'll come on to in a minute. Port, I'll just say Port Vale, uh, they're away at Hartlepool Friday. They've got Bristol Rovers at home Monday. They've then got Warsaw away. Then they've got Newport at home the same day that we play uh, Salford on the telly. And then on the final day, they've got a long trip down to Exeter. Yeah, and it's it's, uh, it's an interesting one. We'll come back to the fixtures in a I know, second. I know, just... I know, I know. We can't look too much into the future. <clears> we've got to focus on <throat> us. But if you're a player, you're thinking like, yes, we've probably got the more favourable running, but we've got to stay focused because if we've got the more favourable running, we're more likely to trip ourselves up because we're thinking exactly. too far ahead. So we've got to fo- yes, we've got to focus game by game, but on the grand scheme of things this is a fantastic opportunity to go up. And if we mess it up now, I don't, whether we'd have the mentality to go into the playoffs and do it, I think we could bottle it again. Uh, Clive, your, the... th- your your thoughts on the, uh, on the focusing issue before we delve into fixtures? Yeah, we've got to target the third place, which means having, getting a better outcome than Port Vale. Port Vale have got a goals advantage, so they've effectively got an invisible point that we need to overcome. So my view is we need to take four points from the Easter fixtures and they need to drop a, drop a game in there. That puts us in the driving seat. Hmm. I'm going to go through uh, a few of the fixtures. Now, when I was looking at, at, at this, for me personally, I think um, it, it's the third place spot we've, we've got to look at. So I haven't looked at Forest Green's fixtures and I haven't looked at Exeter's fixtures. I've looked at the fixtures for Port Vale, Northampton, Bristol Rovers, Newport, Salford, Tranmere, Sutton, Swindon, Crawley and Hartlepool. And I've split it down into uh, a few 
uh, categories, obviously. Current playoffs, um, playoff contenders, who I believe are Salford, Tranmere, Sutton and Swindon, and then rank outsiders in Crawley and Hartlepool. And I've had a little count up at, at uh, how many uh, teams each team has got to play within that bracket, and which also includes um, Exeter and Forest Green, the, the top two sides. Um, out of all of them, both us and Port Vale have got to play four of those sides uh, that are between 1st and 13th. Fortunately for us, our two, uh, our our four, two of which aren't really content. In fact, I'd probably say three of which aren't really massive contenders because of results um, and sort of when we play them. Whereas Port Vale's is much, much tougher. You I mean, you look at, like Cam said, Hartlepool and Bristol Rovers, the next two fixtures, and then the final two fixtures, Newport and Exeter. Extra on the final day of the season on their home, home turf may well need a point to potentially win the league. So it's a, it's certainly uh, an interesting one. It's certainly uh, interesting to see how it goes. But, you know, there are also other teams in there that I've got to play each other and take each other on. And that's what makes it really, really exciting um, for me, you look at um, the likes of uh, Sutton. I was on one of their podcasts the other week, and they was, you know, they're still on a uh, a bit of a, a downer after losing the John, the, the Papa John's Trophy final. They've got us and Newport to play over Easter weekend. They've also got Crawley to play. Um, Swindon have got Hartlepool, Forest Green to play. Um, Salford, you know, they've got Bristol Rovers to play. They've got us to play um, as well. The one team who perhaps have the well, the two teams that perhaps have a bit of a easier run, if you like, are Tranmere in ninth, who I wouldn't write off at all. I think they're a very good good side. They've only, out of the top 13 teams, they've only got Exeter uh, to play, which they take on on Easter Monday. And uh, the other one in there is Northampton, who have also got Exeter uh, to play in the penultimate game, uh, the in their penultimate <coughs> game of the season as well. So it's very, very interesting that everyone's got to play everyone. But... Uh, I think actually, Alan, it's this weekend which is which could be the big big swing starting on Easter Friday on Good Friday. Hartlepool in thirteenth, welcome uh, Port Vale in third. Uh, Northampton go to uh, to Oldham, who are of course scrapping for their their lives down at the bottom. They they were so unlucky not to uh, yeah, get a point from Port Vale, and uh, you know they're level on points at the minute with with Stevenage with a slightly better goal difference. Although Stevenage, of course, got the game in hand, which is unfortunate for Mr. Evans against us. Um, big one, Bristol Rovers in six against Salford in eighth. And then uh, Newport welcome Crawley. Um, Tranmere in ninth go to Bradford. And then obviously Swindon in 11th, they go to Harrogate. But you look at probably those three games, Hartlepool against Port Vale, Bristol Rovers against Salford, Newport against Crawley. Allen, and Friday could be a very, very... Uh, interesting one to see how uh, results swing it could set things up very nicely for Monday it could and it I'm, I'm hoping it will Craig you know because with the home advantage that we've got you know we can extend that home uh, winning run that we've got and it'll only be beneficial to us but at the end of the day like I was saying you can as, as daft as it sounds Mansfield could win all six and so could Port Vale as daft as it sounds, and they've still got a better goal that difference us. So we would finish probably fourth. But you can just you can only take each game as it comes and you know take it from there. We win on Friday, hopefully, 
and then we take it to Carlisle. Now, if Port Vale slip up like Clive said earlier on, that's only beneficial to us and the others around us. They'll be trying their damnedest not to slip up, same as we are. So it just it makes for an absolutely fantastic end to the season. And I can see it going, like somebody said in the comments earlier on, I can see it going right down to the wire. Yeah, it certainly makes it exciting. One thing for, for me, Clive, was the uh, the movement of the Salford game because I, I wasn't quite sure whether it'd help us or hinder us. Obviously, final away game of the season, now moved to Bank Holiday Monday, so it's on Sky Sports, 12.30 kickoff. It will be a sellout. I'm surprised that it hasn't, hasn't already sold out with the amount of fans that were down there um, this morning. If there's any tickets left, I imagine it'll only be probably less than, than 100. I think um, it was 93, Craig, last time I saw it. it. Okay, so yeah, again, only a handful of tickets uh, left on sale then. Um, but yeah, Clive, like I was saying, it's I wasn't sure that it would be a help or a hindrance, but I think we're one of two TV games that day, aren't we? And we play first, which is it's going to make yeah. it very, very nervy. Yes, we get a bit of extra rest after that midweek um, game in hand, but also we then don't have a lot of time to prepare for the Forest Green game. So it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? I don't think it makes any difference at this point. I think we, Easter always brings fixture congestion and then, and obviously immediately after Easter, it's the run into the end of the season. So I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I don't like, in principle, um, fixtures being buggered about like this, but mm. um, it happens because of the power the media have. And it's flattering that they want to show this this game live, I suppose. Um, but, I mean, we'll sell all our tickets out and I'm pretty sure a number of Stags fans will end up buying online from Salford's home end as well. Because they they don't fill their stands very often, do they? Mm, it'd be, uh, I'm sure there might be a few uh, fake Mancunian accents uh, that day. I'm sure Cam can give them a few lessons. Um, I'm looking forward to going as well because um, the last game before the season collapsed due to COVID was the, I'd already bought tickets for this yeah. game away. Yeah. Still in my drawer. I wonder if I could trade them in. But yeah. the, uh, it just happened to be the game that was the first to be sacrificed on the back mm. of the crisis. So um, I've not been there. Looking forward to going. Yeah, it's certainly been a long time coming. Let's delve back into um, some more comments. Go on. Sorry, just on um, whilst we're on about tickets, uh, Carlisle, uh, I don't think they've 100% sell out, but they're no longer available on magstickets.co.uk. Uh, I don't know whether it's sold out. There might be still some left, but they've they've gone offline. So if you want to go to Carlisle, uh, pull your finger out and get down to Field Mill tomorrow. There you go. The advice there of Cam Felton. Uh, Simon in the comments says, Johnson should be given a chance uh, and a start on Friday uh, because apart from Oates, he's the only striker with goals in him. Uh, Carl says, who thinks Jason Law is a big role to play this year? It looked like he was on his way in Jan, but Cluffy seems to favour him over the other young lads. Well, most of the other young lads, to be fair, Carl, are out on loan. But uh, I agree. I think he does see something in him. He's a good lad with a good uh, attitude, is Jason Law. He's been in and around the club for uh, a number of years and always seems to bring him on. He's another one of those players who's a, a utility player as well. And, you know, we we, we see, don't we, uh, Alan, when he, he, he last started, um, he had a really, really good game. And the only thing that I think Clough sort of says about him is it just needs to be a little bit sharper in terms of being prepared to come on because... He comes on and he's not ready for he, the first sort of five minutes of him being on the pitch. He's sort of not ready yet. He just needs to step that up a little bit and be ready to hit it like when Clough goes, you're on. 
I think you've hit the nail on the head there, there Craig, because when he did come on, he did look look a bit slow and there was odd the odd pass and, you know, it, they took the ball off him. But once he got to grips with the game and the speed of the game, I think he was as good as anybody else because he's got a lovely mm-hmm. sweet left foot. And did you see today where Sturks being kept on, being offered yes. another contract yes. by Birmingham? Yeah, yes, yeah. That's but with, I don't think it was much chance of us, us getting him anyway. I think it's, no. it just it actually that just shows the testament to the work that Nigel Clough and the coaching staff have uh, done with Ryan Sturk. To be it's fair, it's good news for Sturk, though, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, Jason yeah, Law could be the next Sturk. Mm. He's got a sweet left foot. Yeah. I wouldn't presume from Sturk's extended contract that he won't be leaving. I think all it mm. will mean is that anybody who wants to buy him is going to, have to write a bigger cheque. And um, they want, if they if they want to develop him, it also means that it will be a club that's in League One because, like everyone else with young players, they want him to step up. So we may have a chance if we if we go up, but we'll yeah. cross that bridge when we come to it. We focus on yeah. now. Correct. Uh, let's go back to some more uh, comments. Ellen says we've got some very difficult fixtures like Salford and Forest Green, so I don't think we have any advantage over them in terms of fixtures. Uh, to be fair, uh, Craig says uh, who do you think will go down? Barrow, in my opinion, they have a terrible running. Um, and Mark also says enjoying listening whilst cooking dinner. We'll make sure you've got the smoke alarm on uh, Mark just in case uh, we do ramble on a little bit. We are prone to that here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Let's go back to Craig's question. To be honest, I've not looked at the bottom running um, because we're not involved in it. Um, to be fair, I think... Not anymore. Not not anymore, yeah. Maybe it would have been, uh, might have been a different story yeah. if things hadn't worked out. But uh, <laughs> me personally, obviously Scunthorpe had done. Um, and to be honest, if they don't recruit well in the summer and they don't get the investment or, or sort the backroom stuff out, they will go down again. They were very, very poor side. Uh, I feel sorry for Keith Hill uh, there. Um, I'd like to see Stevenage go, and not because of uh, Steve Evans, uh, because they've they escaped it, didn't they, a couple of years ago, and they've always sort of been lingering oh, yeah. down there. Um, I, you know, just and it's also a longish trip as well. So uh, get that one out of the way. Um, I know and Barrow Steve Evans well, is there, and Steve Evans is there, and I know Barrow is as well. But I like Barrow. I've got a soft spot in my heart for Barrow for. Uh, for certain reasons. So, uh, me personally, Scunthorpe and Stevenage, um, I think Oldham have probably got enough luck in them um, to uh, uh, to stay up. So, uh, so there you go. Um, right, let's uh, turn our attentions to other things. I was going to play a little bit of Farron Rawson for you, but we've actually been uh, going on for so long, we've actually run out of time. So, if you want to watch uh, the interview with Farron Rawson or with Nigel Clough, make sure you head um, to uh, our YouTube page where you can watch all of those uh, post-match reactions. Of course, the Stags are on the road again on uh, on Monday as they head up to Carlisle United. If you want to travel with the Stag Supporters Association, make sure you set your alarms nice and early for that one. It's £15 for Amber members and juniors. It's £20 for blue members and £30 for non-members. Departure is 9am. And the all-important number you need if you want to book yourself a seat on the coach is... 07967 689 597. Yes, 07967 689 597. Get yourself on the coach. I'm sure there'll be details uh, about, um, uh, about that. Uh, upcoming trip to Salford uh, as well in there in the coming weeks. Uh, a reminder as well, nice uh, nice little thing which uh, some Stags fans are doing over the uh, last week or so, which I've noticed, Clive, is uh, there's been a bit of a uh, just giving page set up to, in support of the drummer, which is uh, good because he's always creating a nice little atmosphere. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to see that. Uh, that pop yeah, up. I've, I've put in, um, I got a choice of one, one donation 
for one value and another donation which was higher which guaranteed that the drummer wasn't next to me so, so you, you you paid the other one yeah you paid the higher well, only serious. i knew that was the way to get you away from us in all seriousness the higher the lad, price the lad does a good job and i think the the just giving appeal is a worthy one so i was quite happy to chuck a few bob in and i noticed lots of people have as well so yeah, absolutely. If someone, uh, I do apologise, I sort of uh, logged onto this a little bit late. If someone's got the Just Giving link, feel free to post it uh, in the comments and we'll give it a share on our social media platforms as well. And whilst we plug in things, of course, we have to plug this, don't we? Of course, we've got to plug Stag Stories. It was really, really good to see Stuart Watkins uh, on uh, on Saturday at Scunthorpe. He was in fine form as always and really complimentary about the uh, the, the side and our chances as well. So uh, if you uh, if you want to go along to Stag Stories Live with Stuart Watkiss, Friday the 22nd of April, One Call Stadium, it's, it's just around the corner now. The link for tickets is in the description. If you're an SSA member, uh, it's absolutely free. All you need to do is use the code SSA2122 at checkout to get yourself a ticket. Tickets elsewhere are just a uh, just five pounds. Uh, you can either pay online or you can come and join us on the door. However, capacity is a little bit limited, so make sure that to get your seat and just uh, you know get yourself a ticket in beforehand, so you know that you've got a seat and that you're going to be uh, in on the night. Really looking forward to it. Friday, the twenty second of April, uh, at One Course Stadium. Doors open at seven o'clock, uh, and it'll get underway about sort of quarter to eight ish as well. Full details released on that next week. But uh, yeah, it's a week on Friday. Really, really looking forward to it. It's come around really quick, Alan, hasn't it? It has, yes. And don't forget the biscuit bingo. The uh, selling tickets a pound to go on the night. With there's a line of sec- two lines and a full house, and all the prizes will be biscuit. Just yeah. a little bit of <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. And we are apparently there is a little rumor going around in the Mansfield Matter group chat that Alan is singing the uh, the jingle live. <laughs> Don't know if we've had we'll a word to... our, don't know if we've had a little word with our PA man yet, but uh, I'm sure he'll have to get the right track sorted. He's coming dressed as a fig roll. I'll tell you. <laughs> maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. There you go. I mean, would you would you do it dressed as a biscuit, Alan? Just uh, just to add a bit more would. value to it. He's showbiz all the way through. <laughs> he is, isn't he? <laughs> no, I think there's <laughs> there's certain things you can and there's certain things you can't do, and I think that would be taking it a little bit too far, but. The biscuit bingo will go down a treat, I think. Yeah, Stick absolutely. a spotlight on him, he'll start performing. Uh, absolutely. And, of course, there will be other entertainment on the night as well. We're going to have a uh, Back to the Noughties uh, disco for you, which Cam will be doing. And uh, don't worry, Cam, we've got you sorted. We've actually written out a list of songs for you because we know that you weren't born until about 2006. Rude. Also true. Also, I don't know why I was going to fetch a mug then when I've actually got one on my on my, on my desk. Uh, we've also got a very limited number of these still remaining, the Mansfield Matters mugs. Uh, so we will be getting rid of the rest of them on the night. So make sure uh, if you're a Mansfield Matters podcast fan, you can support the pod by getting yourself a mug, which you can buy on the night um, of uh, Stag's Stories Live. You probably mug. might win one. You probably, yes, you are. Probably may win one there. <laughs> probably might win one on the night as well through the raffle and through uh, bingo. So get your tickets. The link is in the description. Uh, Stag Stories Live, Friday the 22nd of April. Stuart Watkins, Neil Richardson, Andy White. Uh, there will also be some special guests popping up on the screens as well. And there might even be a few special guests popping in on the night as well. So get yourself a ticket. Stag Stories Live, really, really looking forward to it. If it's the first time that you've ever watched the podcast or listened to the podcast, it's great. Um, thanks so much. for Where have you been? 
that is also true. Five years been going, but you know, every you know, let's not be dismissive of people. Get yourself to One Course Stadium, come and support the event. We're really, really looking forward to it. Talking of things that we're looking forward to, that's Friday at home to uh, Sutton United. It's time for podcast predictions. Um, oh, and my goodness, was there a swing in the league table this week? I mean, Clive, just remind people of your prediction for the uh, the uh, the Scunthorpe game and your rationale behind that. My prediction, and it had to be corrected straight away because I said they would score one via Sinclair, wrong on both counts. But then I forecast six goals, Bowery, Johnson, Quinn, Hawkins, own goal and McLaughlin. So mm. I've got a few points in there somewhere. You did. You actually scored. You were the highest scorer out of us all on that on that day. And I, to be fair, I never usually honour own goals, but I thought, you know what, I'll honour it. I'll honour it for you. Um, wish I hadn't now because it's sort of taking you one point above me, which is a bit annoying. Um, but uh, but there you go. Um, so you actually scored one point for getting the result uh, correct. Nobody got all three because nobody predicted for nil. Nathan went for 3-0. Me and uh, Cam also went for 3-0. Uh, Alan, you went for 3-0. I went for 4-1, so I was very, very close. I knew I should have backed us to get in a clean sheet, but you just never, never know. Um, so Clive was the top scorer in that one. And here is the league table as it stands in podcast predictions. Uh, Ricky on in 10th on 15, then Roger in 9th on 26. Cam is then in 8th on 28.5. Alan at a point in front of him on 29.5. Then it is Steve in 6th in 40.5. Uh, Nick in fifth, so your dad's doing better than you again, Cam, uh, on uh, 2.5. Steve just outside the top three on 45.5. Then it's uh, me, uh, no, sorry, then then it's Clive in, uh, in, if I added that up right, I think I have, let me just check that. What did I get? One, I got Get a grip, man. I know, I'm just... It's never been a strong point, mate. I know. (laughs) One minute he's saying I've crept above him and now he's sticking me behind him again. Yeah, oh no. Oh no. Do you know what I, I do you know what I was doing? I was reading the wrong table out. That was last week's. <laughs> That's last week's. Oh, no. I'll go back to I'll go for the top five. Nick in fifth, 43.5. Uh Steve in fourth, 46.5. Me in third on 49. Clive in second on 50.5. And Nathan in the lead on 52 points. Uh, Nathan's not here to predict because he's got a croaky voice. He'll do his in the usual fashion. So Clive uh, then comes to you. Your prediction for Friday only, please. Uh 2-0. Win. Bowery, Quinn. Excellent stuff. That rhymed. Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, I am going to go for a uh, 3-1 win. I am going to go for Quinn. I'm going to go for Aikens. And I am going to go for... Uh, I, think we need, I think we need more goals from midfield. I think Longstaff's probably overdue one again. So I'm going to put Longstaff back in there. Alan, you're next. 2-0 to the Stags win, Barry and Hawkins. I think you might sneak one on Saturday, uh, Friday, sorry. Hawkins and, and Barry. And Cam, finally. Um, I'm going to go 3-1 as well. Uh, DJ, uh, Hewitt Oof. and Maris. Oh, brave Ooh, choices. Hey. And if well, you want to get him- if you want to get involved in podcast predictions, the link that you need is in the description. You've got to do it via the link and you must do it one hour and one minute before kickoff. Right. Uh, that's almost all we've got time for. A reminder that the tickets for Stag Stories Live 
are on sale now. Link is in the description. Five pounds, or if you're an um, if you're an SSA member, it's absolutely free using the code SSA twenty one twenty two. Get yourself there. We really want to see you pack out the place with Stuart Watkins, Neil Richardson and guest. And Stuart Watkins was the man who was alongside me for uh, full match commentary at Scunthorpe United on uh, Saturday afternoon last weekend. All right, we might have nearly missed one of the goals, but it was still a very good game. Uh, and it's time now to reflect on that game um, as the Stags put four past the league's bottom side. Scunthorpe United to move well within promotion contention. Mansfield Town are just three points behind the automatic promotion places with a game in hand this afternoon. They face one of their toughest tests, in my opinion, in the final seven games of the campaign as they come to the league's bottom side. Just going to jump back on and say that's very poor editing from me. It's the right audio, but the wrong graphic, but stick with it. Mansfield Town are just three points behind the automatic promotion places with a game in hand this afternoon. They face one of their toughest tests, in my opinion, in the final seven games of the campaign as they come to the league's bottom side, Scunthorpe United, who were desperately fighting for their lives. They could fall through the trap door today if results go against them. Mansfield Town need to not worry about that and also make sure they stay focused on putting out an 11 this afternoon who do not think that the points are in the bag before a ball has even been kicked. Nigel Clough has made three changes to the side which lost at the league leaders Forest Green on Tuesday night. Out go the suspended George Lapsley whilst Ollie Hawkins and Kieran Wallace drop to the bench. In come James Perch, Farron Rawson and Ryan Sturk short to McLaughlin and it comes pushed away by the keeper. It's right through the back post the Stags have turned it in and it's Farron Rawson who pulls away. John Joe O'Toole there claiming a touch. Didn't manage to see who got the final touch but Mansfield are ahead here on 15 minutes it was Longstaff's corner short to McLaughlin whips in by the Stags fullback and either O'Toole or Rawson at the far post managed to get that touch and turn the ball into the back of the net Scunthorpe United nil Mansfield Town 1 yeah it's a bit of a scruffy uh, messy finish but nobody cares good ball into the box that spare man has got in I'm not sure who's put it in at the back post but super goal and hopefully now Mansfield can go on from strength to strength the official goal has been credited to uh, Grant so it uh, looks like it may well have been an own goal Bishops ball forward finds Lucas Aikens who manages to find Jordan Barry does well in the challenge Jordan Barry coming forward Barry shoots from distance pulled away by the keeper towards Aikens McLaughlin will turn it in to the empty net on 31 minutes Mansfield double their lead it's Stephen McLaughlin who makes it Scunthorpe United nil Mansfield Town 2 that could be the killer goal now I think it could be a, a really long 60 minutes for the Scunthorpe lads now I'm not sure they've got the belief that they can get themselves back into this game it's up to the Stags now to remain professional keep playing the football and I'm sure if they do that there's going to be more chances come along Perch now Quinn first time in for McLaughlin good from Mansfield man on his shoulder McLaughlin but does well to turn finds Sturk 40 from goal Sturk coming forward on the edge of the box looks to roll it in for Aikens Sturk still going forward it's Ryan Sturk it's three for Mansfield it's Ryan Sturk who rolls it under the knee the goalkeeper Rory Rotson and on 37 minutes it's Ryan Sturk, who makes it Scunthorpe United nil, Mansfield Town three. There's no way back now, surely, for Scunthorpe. It'll take literally a miracle now for these lads to get back. Stephen Quinn has hit the pace for the Stags, and Mansfield have gone 4 0 up. Stephen Quinn ran forward, hit the ball 
Oh, it hit ricocheted off the post, and I think it took a touch off a Scunthorpe man on the way in. And after 22 seconds of the second half, it's Scunthorpe United nil, Mansfield Town four. Oh, it's a great start. He's just got the ball. He's got some space in front of him. He's travelled. Good left foot shot. Bottom corner. I'm just feeling sorry for Keith Hill, the Scunthorpe manager. Whatever he said, you know, within 20 seconds, he's just come completely out of the window. Stuart will now throw it long, and the referee has put the whistle to the lips and brought an end to the game. Full time, Scunthorpe United nil, Mansfield Town four. So there you have it, Mansfield Town beat the league's bottom side, Scunthorpe United by four goals to nil. It could have been a lot more, as Nigel Clough says, and it perhaps should have been as well. But the Stags will take the points. That's what matters at this stage of the season as they gear themselves up for an Easter weekend where they welcome fellow playoff chasers Sutton United to one call stadium and then make the trip to Carlisle on Bank Holiday Monday. Looking forward to that one. If you can't get to either, make sure you tune into Mansfield 103.2 where you will not miss a kick of the action for either of those games Lee Wilson is back from Barbados he's still tanned up and ready to go for the remainder of the campaign as well I just hope he's been to the duty free to get us some uh, some chocolate and some sweets to get us all the way through don't forget there's still time to get your ticket for Stag Stories Live as well on Friday the 22nd of April make sure that you get your ticket for that one it's going to be a fantastic night Stuart Watkiss Neil Richardson Andy White all with us and some special guests to be announced as well the link that you need is in the description Make sure you get involved with that now. And if you're a Stag Supporters Association member, use the code SSA2122 at checkout and you'll get your ticket for absolutely free. And of course, that's not the last you'll hear of Mansfield Matters and me constantly plugging Stag Stories live this weekend. Cam and I will be live, hopefully, from the Lake District on Sunday as we bring you a very special Sunday sermon ahead of that trip to Carlisle on Bank Holiday Monday. For now, though, that is it from the Mansfield Matters team. My thanks to the panel. My thanks to all of those who were out braving the rain earlier on and had a nice little conversation with as well at One Call Stadium. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. And isn't it brilliant to carry on following this journey Who knows where it may lead as the finish line comes well within our sights. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.